0: Hey everybody! Welcome to this show. <laughs> we, we don't have a name for it uh, just yet, but we just wanted an opportunity to chat with one another and chat with you, and kind of cheese meese and chat about the show so far. Introduce ourselves in a maybe a more a deeper way, maybe, but just kind of hang out with with you all, especially now that uh, this episode should be going out closer to the holiday season. So you know, just. Chattering around the, the 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 Yule log with some uh, eggnog and leche flan and fruit salad and uh, yeah, just kind of just just chat away. So first, let's just do a quick round of introductions. As always, uh, my name is Ross. I am the game master on Blades of Mayari, and uh, I think the the question intro question that we were just chatting about was uh, what is our favorite Filipino dessert. I won't pick the big ones. <laughs> I'm going to pick something a little bit curveball y, I guess. I don't think it's my favorite, but it's definitely top top <laughs> okay. five Yema Yemma candy. Yema. Yeah. So Yema can be found in like corner stores, sorry, sorry stores. The reason why I like it is during Christmas, my mom makes it at home, makes it from scratch. It's essentially like a hard condensed milk candy with peanuts in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually wrapped in like colorful cellophane. And when it's when you've just made it, it's easy to like peel. And then if you have it for a long time, you have to like scratch the cellophane off of the, the condensed milk. You got to earn it. Yeah, you got to earn it. I love those. We can clear a bowl, which is not something anyone recommends. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's me. We can go around the table, I guess. So, uh, Mikey, introduce yourself and your favorite dessert.
1: Hello, Mikey. Um, I'm a player, and I play <laughs> batara basat. Well, let's uh, think about it here. I think I have two. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to decide which one. Okay, I'll just say this one. I like Im, Im, Imse Mara, but with the ube filling in the inside. Let's add that little surprise.
2: What? what the heck the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. don't know if that's like more Filipino or like blasphemy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Does it still have the
0: cheese on top or not?
1: Yeah, it still has the cheese on top. It has the cheese? Yeah, it still has the cheese on top. And then okay, there's a okay, okay. There's like a ube jam in the inside. Yeah, so mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it just hits. You know, it's like a comforting thing. Could be a dessert or. Just a little treat for merienda, you know. So,
0: mm. hey, just a note: if you've only ever tried ube from Trader Joe's, some of that is good. Some of that is so sweet. Mm. Uh, go to like a Filipino <laughs> uh, store, like a Sari Sari store, try out some ube there. Uh, mm-hmm. Change your life.
3: Yeah, because mm-hmm. the greatest compliment is when something's not too sweet.
0: <laughs> not too sweet, but you're like, mm. that's that's yeah. the one. Yeah, because it's sweet enough yeah. so I
3: can eat like five. But if it's too sweet, I'll just eat one.
0: But then like Filipino sweet enough is pretty, pretty sweet <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some Relative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, we're all kind of diabetic. Yeah. so. <laughs> well,
4: you know what? I tried like I think Superstore recently, which is like a grocery here in Canada. They've tried to go on this whole Filipino um, like taste test. Oh, yeah. Thing. The, they've got a lot of Asian
1: stuff. They've got stuff. some good
4: yeah. stuff, but the Uber one was not. I was not fond of this ube taro. <sighs> oh, I think I saw that pie thing that they yeah. did. It tasted kind of funky.
0: Uh, how about uh, Ren? How about you introduce yourself?
4: Hello, I am Ren. Um, my pronouns are she, they. I play Athere of the Blue Mall in our uh, fun little podcast game. <laughs> uh, talking about desserts, guys, I bleed sugar um <laughs> oh <laughs> i feel like if you had to make me pick like maybe maybe like a party one i'd say like leche flan or uh, yeah. fruit salad but it has to have like the cheese in it
2: the cheese yeah. so
0: fruit salad in the cheese or oh, sorry cheese in the fruit salad like yeah ch- cubes of cheese yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
4: and if, if y'all are thinking that a filipino fruit salad is similar to some of the other fruit sal- salads you've had before it, it's not it's very sweet yeah very creamy yeah. and um, there's just a lot of things in there that you think shouldn't be in a fruit salad but they somehow work <laughs> together
0: yeah the, there's a filipino taste profile the sweet and salty oh sorry yeah sweet and salty that's like yeah. really popular yeah.
3: so. cheese Makes is sense. always a controversial thing that's in true. our culture it's yeah. like do you put cheese on it or not and it's like it it tears families apart
2: well there's like the queso flavored ice, ice cream yeah that's like Hit and miss uh it's a miss for me. Yeah. But anyway.
0: I, I I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a bold statement <laughs> and say that you could put cheese on maybe ninety-nine percent of things and it'll make it taste better.
2: Wow, yeah. yeah. I'd agree with that actually. I yeah, like I
3: mean, I don't know if that's controversial.
2: <laughs> it's bold. He said like a bold that. statement, was, not a So some
0: people are like, oh, oh okay. maybe, would yeah. you yeah. would you put cheese on cereal and like yeah some cereals yeah. that would be yeah, good yeah. give it a try <laughs> like dry yeah,
2: yeah this some might cereals. be
4: really weird but like it's actually really good uh frosted flakes
0: with cottage cheese
2: cottage cheese see there they that's the yeah, that's thing saying, cottage right? cheese goes Whoa. so well with a lot of desserts right
0: so. cottage cheese ricotta yeah. Yeah. it's just
3: Whatever, edible right? clouds like, like, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> i'll i'll take the like next then um hello everyone my name is kevin suloxon he him pronouns i play tanso dog Dalog dog dog is his nickname and i think my favorite filipino dessert i don't know there's so many i was taking inventory while everyone was talking and it's like mm. oh what do i say that i'm not satisfied with what i'll end up saying but uh i'm gonna go another curveball here and maybe say um, mais con yellow oh, which is like i was thinking yeah. that one i was thinking that was my second okay, one okay. actually so, <laughs> so yeah it's so, a good so, one actually so big yeah. like filipino dessert is halo halo which just literally means like mix mix which is like a shaved ice dessert with condensed milk and other but a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mais mm-hmm. con yellow is like the simplified kid version of that in my opinion because it's just like it's the shaved ice condensed milk or evaporated milk and then like sugar and corn, and that's all. It, that's all it is. So it's like
0: it's a banger.
2: It's know. like the
4: best summer treat, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: like that. There's
0: a kid version of Hollow Hollow, which is like the most colorful, <laughs> most
2: sugary. Like, even it. more kid. Ver- but that one will have like uh, like green, yeah. beans. red bean, yeah, Uba yeah, ice yeah, yeah. cream, shavings. It'll have like a, a sticko <laughs> like inside. Like that's too a little much. too uh, the complex for me it's just like the, the corn fair. is so good exactly. i don't want beans
0: it, kevin kevin reminded me so let's just kind of quickly go back and go around ross here again my pronouns are he him mikey
1: what are yours yes my pronouns are he him as well and ren oh my pronouns are she they awesome thank you
0: thank you for the reminder Hey, do you, does anyone like the um, avocado? Oh, the one with smoothie. The yeah. condensed milk. Yes. Yeah. Wait. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. Immediately. That yes. Yeah, with
0: the condensed milk.
3: Yes. Yeah. Condensed milk, oat milk, milk okay. whatever milk. Yeah.
0: Ice yeah.
3: I shaved ice, crushed ice. I, Sorry. I, I like no one can fight me on I, this. I, I
0: talked <laughs> about it um, with my wife when we were like first dating. And she's like, I've never had avocado sweet. And in my in my head, I'm like, I've only ever had avocado sweet. <laughs> I, the whole yeah. avocado oh, well. on scrambled eggs and stuff. I was like, what is this? So oh, was,
3: my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Avocado toast being like very like that's <laughs> controversial. Uh, salty yeah. avocados. To like my Filipino brain. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah salty avocados. Thing,
3: thing, like, I'm oh, like, excuse the? me?
1: <laughs> my wife does avocado toast but condensed milk in the morning. I mean. With condensed milk on top. That's a. <gasps> little bit of both yeah, that is yeah. The yeah, best. yeah. that's with what like, she does she should be good with
0: like tex- texas toast is like really thick and then you yeah know, yeah yeah like, yeah, like a
1: yeah, thicker yeah. toast yeah, yeah yeah she likes doing that that's like her thing in the morning i was like nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> i don't i wouldn't do i don't do that but nice, but it nice. probably tastes good yeah. you know? mikey's so. like
3: nice but tara's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: more condensed milk more condensed milk and sugar both you theme- want both
3: <laughs> okay It's me, it's-a-me, TJ, the Noise Witch, who also (laughs) plays everyone's unfriendly, hangry, half- friendly. (laughs) Unfriendly, but friendly. (laughs) Friendly, 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 friendly. Friendly. hangry, half-aswang. I like her. You're biased. (laughs) Y'all are biased. (laughs) Y'all are biased because I don't eat you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You also also save our lives. (laughs) That's that's true. Yeah. But sorry, you're, what, what's your character's name? I don't think you got to it
3: uh, Haraya, the hangry half Aswang uh, Pronouns are Any and all And my mm-hmm. favorite Filipino dessert Is the one that feels most like a meal Cassava cake Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want to yeah. say that But yeah. yeah, that's up
2: there, man
3: why yeah. you don't want to say it? You because just got to, to say it. Say it with your chest. I had to
2: diversify. <laughs> I knew that like we had to go across the board. There's too many to cassava
3: yeah. cake yeah. is not a basic B though. Like yeah. she really does the most. Cassava cake can be hot. Can be cold, can be hard, can be soft, can have cheese, can have brown sugar on top. And then
2: depending on the tita, it it can be bad. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like really bad. And you're like, sorry, Tita or Tito. Yeah. I mean both both will be in the kitchen. But some 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 of the some of the family recipes aren't great. It's true. But it's built
3: like a protein bar, I swear. Because every holiday season a cassava cake hits that table and I don't care whose it is, but that shit's gonna last me (laughs) weeks i'm gonna freeze half of it i'm gonna chop it up into little cubes i'm like that thing's gonna keep me going i'll have a meal the next day i'm gonna eat kasama cake
0: yeah i i have it for breakfast like (laughs) (laughs) it's so like it's so dense yeah yeah Uh, my mom makes it with like a little bit of uh like this vanilla topping on top Mm. uh yeah recommend it's really see the variety (laughs)
3: yeah
2: Versatility. So what's your
3: flavor? She versatile. She versatile. Also, she like flexible. when else are
2: you? When else are people eating cassava? You know, what yeah. I
3: mean? like, I, I, what oh my what god! Else has I
2: cassava? know it's more common
0: like uh, like South American dishes and more uh, Latin right. dishes. Oh, yeah. I like, No, it's yeah, also yeah.
4: used in um African dishes as well. But yeah, African
0: dishes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I've had it in Vietnamese. Oh, really? Dishes mm. as well.
2: Well, forgive yeah. me. Cassava's everywhere, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> but guys. But for us us. for us,
3: us, Filipinos, <laughs> <cultured swine>. Cassava's <laughs> a sweetie. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. sweet. Yeah, she's definitely she's not this savory, <laughs> no. salty yeah, like
2: staple <laughs> little lady. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you put
4: sugar in everything, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my earliest like memories of like um a snack that we had for merienda. Was my mom getting uh, pandesal, which is kind of a a soft brioche um, bun? Where this is going? And then just put butter and sugar in it, (laughs) and that's like Mm. your after-school bread, butter, and sugar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it, especially now that I have a daughter, I'm like, man, no, (laughs) times were tough. (laughs) 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 But I like I appreciate it. I love it. I was fed and taken care of. And uh now I have to watch my sugar.
4: But there's also like days yeah. where you're just like, man, a bread, butter, and sugar would be like, like really great good. Yeah, you
0: know, with and the then coffee. you dip it in the coffee. Oh man, good gracious. When everyone is like, Oh, put butter in your coffee. I'm like, man, we can do that since forever. <laughs> Accidentally. You just put sugar in it. <laughs> just, too. Naturally. just naturally oopsie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So as you might have guessed, this is not a podcast about uh Filipino food, (laughs) but rather we are the cast of Blades of Mayari, which for those who may not know, is a fantasy actual play podcast based on pre-colonial Filipino mythology. Maybe to start, I can talk a little bit about how this idea came together. Uh, I had kind of uh, cobbled together an idea and excitement uh, for this um, years ago now, weird to think of, but it was like kind of in the middle of the pandemic and uh, I was delirious with not enough sleep uh, with a new baby and i was like this is a cool idea right. <laughs> and then very specifically um a uh, dungeon dragons 5th edition supplement called um uh, the, uh, the islands of Sina Una came out and it uh it blew my mind i i was able to talk to um to lucia at, at seer sword there and it just it just really like solidified how much love and passion and care uh, was put into um this book uh how much research from kind of uh in the Philippines as well as here uh, out in out in north america and I thought we should no one else is gonna make something All right the if you want something in the world, you have to be it right so I started to cobble together that idea and that excitement started to reach out to a few folks to um garner interest and then um you might have noticed if you've listened to the episodes, we don't run Dungeons Dragons 5th Edition, primarily because of some shenanigans, um, shenanigans early this year, and kind of moved away from it mostly because it's it doesn't really translate all too well in an audio format. Uh, so we went with a more narrative-focused um, game, which is Fate Core, and then kind of brought on some new folks and the cast kind of changed a little bit over the last few years but yeah that's in a nutshell what uh the the history of the show so far but i uh, i was really curious like when when i asked you folks to join the show like what, what was your thought process what what made you like want to be part of this project
1: well i uh just when i saw the message about it i i just like playing games to be honest and this one's more this is a, a game, a type of game I haven't played before, I guess, if anything. And, um, the fact that it has a uh, influence from like, uh, from like our culture, like the uh, Philippines and some ideas and like stories from mythology. Um, that interests me very much and yeah, and meeting new people. So it's like just a whole aspect of playing a new game and, being in it's like a, a universe together with new people and yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> That's what got me hooked to it. So, thanks for having me on. Uh-huh. My life has changed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, similar reasons to Mikey. I, like, I know he's new to like tabletop RPGs. I am also new to tabletop RPGs and I've always been interested like being somebody who enjoyed video games and board games and uh comic books and fantasy and just a lot all of those you know kind of geeky nerdy pop culture things superheroes and all of that and adventuring so like i don't know like tt rpgs like feel very much like in that lane of what i enjoy in life and so it was always just like a bit of a a bit of a shame in my opinion that I just had never really had a, a sort of like natural in to that world or to that kind of medium. So, I mean, that was kind of the first thing that drew me in was like, Oh, this is a chance to kind of, you know, expose myself to kind of, um, uh, you know, type of gameplay that I'd never done, but always been interested in. And then, yeah, the, the project or the campaign being specifically, um, inspired by like pre-colonial Filipino mythology um, was just something that kind of also touched on. And maybe I'm sure a lot of us have felt this way being from Canada or like um, I was born and raised in Canada. And so there's always been this sort of like, well, yeah, I'm Filipino because my parents are Filipino and they're from the Philippines and immigrated here. Um, but there's also this like identity identifying as like Canadian and a lot of that time, ta- a lot of the times that takes precedence over the identifying as Filipino. So it's just this kind of interesting, you know, duality that I think both all well a lot of us or all of us live with. And so to for this opportunity or this project to be inspired by, like it's not like it's not pre colonial Canadian mythology that we're although that would be really cool, <laughs> but yeah, be, because they're you know it's inspired by Filipino mythology that. Is like really got me excited and still gets me excited about even just learning about the different weird monsters and creatures that exist and the lore that's that's there. Um yeah, I don't know. And it feels really appropriate um at a time in my life where, um, yeah, I don't know, trying to recapture isn't the right word, but I think just trying to have another way in to this culture of ours. So yeah, very appreciative for that. Um, yeah, that's me. What about someone else?
4: <laughs> um, I guess for me, I one of the things that really drew me into it was, like recently I only started playing uh, D&D with another group. Uh, so I'm also kind of very new to this whole tabletop role-playing game scene. And it was something, like, everyone has said that I was curious about before, but never really had the chance to. Um, You know, being Filipino, one of the things that was like, oh, you go to church. And in church, it was, like, not really encouraged in our part to participate in that kind of scene. Uh, Even, like, for our church, like, Harry Potter was not even a good, like, thing to talk about. Mm. So... It was very like, oh, like, nobody touched D&D ever because it's it talks about, like, demons and monsters and stuff like that. And I only started playing it this year when a friend of mine invited me. And I was actually very surprised because Kevin was the one who actually invited me to the group. Whoa, whoa. And, uh yeah, like, we've kind of crossed paths here and there. We were in the same dance studio, but I never was really apart like we we ran in different circles growing up and it was very (laughs) surprising for me to be like oh like this is a an interesting way to kind of break up my box but still like have something in common with the people that I've kind of known for a very long time so yeah I took a chance and it's been super fun and very enjoyable and just getting to know everybody through their characters I think is really uh kind of something you'd never see anywhere else i think
2: mm-hmm.
3: definitely been a special experience um i'm trying to excavate my memories as to when we first started talking Ross. yeah
0: that, that was a long time two
2: years ago
3: yonder <laughs> yeah <laughs> In the old days. In the olden days. In the olden times.
2: Also, can we can we just comment on TJ's microphone situation? Yes, I he feel is. like it's big as, big as your face. I, I ignore it. I know it's a visual or it's a auditory medium, but TJ, do you want to describe the microphone that you've got? There? Just,
3: listen. <laughs> this is Listen. listen. <laughs> um, there we go.
1: That's the one. That's okay. <laughs>
3: I, of course, I have to do this. I have a handheld mm. mic to honor yeah, the ancestors. True. And definitely yeah. not because my other mic situations were cursed. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I tried other mic setups and they were cursed. And I think the ancestors were like, no, we're just going to mess with your technology. And yeah, you cursed. have to use yeah. a handheld mic. You, the entire you had, like, time." the
0: best tech by far. And it was just like... <laughs>
3: And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Now the rest of my life, this is going to be my accessory.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I will.
3: I will get rid of the rest of my mics, and it's just handheld for now because life, yeah. karaoke's life.
2: It's like a triple scoop. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yes. top like big, the top is pretty like the top is. It's like Marge large
1: Simpson's uh, hair, you know? Yeah, large like, and yeah. in charge. It's yeah. like yeah. large
3: yeah. hair on top, and just like a very thin, sleek <laughs> ice cream cone. In the (laughs) bottle.
1: We appreciate it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we
3: appreciate it. We love it. Uh, What was the question? (laughs)
0: Uh, Your thoughts when you first joined? Why? why, Oh, right. Yonder show in the
3: before times, (laughs) back in 1921, when me and Ross first met. I actually, here's a fun story. Um, So I'm in Toronto, and the rest of y'all are on the other side of this turtle island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Toronto! (laughs) And uh, I actually heard about this project through the ethers of the internet. What? um, Through Filipino community. Mm, Cool. And so that's a nice little statement of how powerful the internet can be for us diasporic Mm -hmm. folk. Mm -hmm. Because throughout the pandemic, when everything and, you know, everything got, shut down, and we were all left to our own devices indoors. And one of the really beautiful things that came out of the pandemic, that came out of the lockdown specifically, was that I met the most Filipino people mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> in my like. I mean, aside from the family, <laughs> like I have a giant mm. Filipino family, <laughs> but aside from knowing family members, the pandemic was actually the largest influx of me just meeting Filipino people and making Filipino friends, like online, which was wild. Like I had met friends and made friends with people in like New York, Brooklyn, and and um, Australia, even in the Philippines. And fast forward now, y'all, special <laughs> magical people. Um, so I found out about this project. Through a friend of a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... A mutual friend. It was uh, originally uh, an original cast member, uh, just part of the uh, community that you are part of, and then it mm-hmm. gets, got passed over to you, and then we connected through Gmail, and mm-hmm. chatted, and kind of went from there.
3: And then when we met, my first impressions were like, wow, someone I can geek out about pre-colonial... Filipino yeah. mythology <laughs> with
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what was really interesting because like when I, I shopped around the idea, people really resonated with the 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 thought of like, oh we had mythology, we had stories before we were uh we were colonized, and what does that mean? And I know with like the diasporic community We Mm -hmm. can have a tendency to like really uh, hook onto or be fascinated by pre-colonial times and and potentially put it up on a pedestal. So that's definitely something that I I was experiencing. And the more I learned about it, the more uh, I learned about the culture and the the times and the stories, the more it made me want to know about what's going on in the Philippines right now and to Mm -hmm. like be connected there and to read about news there and, and read um perspectives from people um back back home so um i think what what's really cool is that by looking into the past it's been a motivation to like connect with now and to to dream about the future so in like our own little way we're doing we're rolling silly dice and talking about like like it's not really like the <laughs> the most groundbreaking work that's going on in, uh, in regards to decolonization or human rights efforts in the Philippines or environmental efforts in the Philippines which are like notable and and needed and and, and necessary like um, but hopefully we're playing a little bit of our part to um, bring a light to Filipino culture and community and uh, to dream in the space and in the world and in the imagination of our ancestors like that's cool, man. <laughs> That's something I, uh, I, I am super stoked that you know, we have all of you here to to try and do together. Because it's like it's audacious, right? It, mm-hmm. it requires like a level of like tenacity to be like, oh yeah, I don't need to dream in European fairy tales or like in in mm-hmm. Greco-Roman pantheons. I can dream in the same kind of ways and colors and shapes and sizes as my ancestors did. Like, that's cool. We can give it a try. We won't always hit, but we'll try, right? We just came out of a session, so I'm I'm running a little, (laughs) starting to run a little low on Steam. But I I think I I wanted to, we'll do more of these for sure. But I did have a, a question about like your... Your characters, like what's been the most surprising thing in the the games that we've played so far? It, it's been a lot of like character building and like exploring our, our characters, putting them in like uncomfortable situations, both physically and socially. Um, and then finally, we're on this like mysterious island that has caused so much like destruction. Um, what, what's been like something that drew you to this character, and, and what is something that uh, has been surprising as, like, you've played them um, so far.
3: Okay, I can I can jump in. <laughs> so some context is that uh, in a previous iteration of the game, of the show, I had a very different character planned. I had a more, like, lighthearted, jovial character. And then the character that I play right now is Haraya, which started off as, like, this very cold and um more serious character in conception who is half aswang who's Mm -hmm. got a chip on their shoulders super moody think like prince zuko before redemption arc from avatar the last airbender you know like a little splash of that but then it's really funny that when you get into gameplay nothing nothing beats actually experiencing your character development Mm. And seeing how, like, when you're sitting in that perspective, how your character would respond to things. I feel that. I feel that. So, for me, it's been really surprising yeah. to see, like, actually the choices and the obstacles that come about, and what instinctively, from that perspective of a half Aswang who, quite frankly, doesn't have really great physical skills <laughs> and is just really good at lying. Yeah. <laughs> and stealing things mm-hmm. and i feel like the the media instinct is always just to go into aswang mode and like fly and um it has been very challenging but also very interesting to see how to navigate a character that seems really cool at first to play but is very it's it is challenging it's like how do you deal with um the layers that we've kind of mm-hmm. built for ourselves when we write these really cool characters and then have to like figure our way out of things.
0: Yeah, my favorite thing so far about Haraya is what you said, like when shit hits the fan, she turns a swan, like she wings are out and then she really relies on it or they really Mm -hmm. rely on it. Whereas like her human side isn't the escape mechanism. Is it the strength? It's the swan side. So I'm (laughs) super curious if that will, that will ever flip where Haraya will realize her human side is actually where the strength is in this situation. But um, yeah, it's interesting. interesting. (laughs) Let's see. I think a lot about your characters.
3: (laughs) Also
4: like quick question about Haraya. Um, Like, do we know, have you told us or are we just kind of like assuming what we think is what we saw? You know, or or are we just kind of like saying this being like, she's
2: probably some
4: kind of spirit (laughs) thing and I'm okay with that. Or did you tell us?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I don't remember being explicitly told, but I've been, it's hard to not see what we saw on the island.
3: I mean, it's kind of (laughs) hard not to assume.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are we just all like collectively being like, yeah, that's a secret.
4: Nobody really needs to know anything about that.
2: Well, I, I know off like, Off the table or above the table. I don't know the term. But I remember we talked about it. Like TJ, you mentioned like, you know, at least within the four of us, like we, we know, but like, you know, you continue to kind of like lie Mm -hmm. and tiptoe around. So I think like we're kind of in on the secret, even if it's not like we don't know the full or like every little detail or exactly, you know, explicitly what it is, is the deal with Haraya. But I think Mm -hmm. at least the three of us are in on, something
1: i would like to think like it's like like when she's ready to show her true colors she will show her true colors (laughs) it's like uh we she can show her true power when she wants to or she will let the other side out you know you know it's like when you become be comfortable with a friend basically right so
3: it's like that vibe of like that one cousin in your family that is like always getting up to no good but like no one snitches. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, fair, yeah. Don't say nothing. The adults ask. You're like, I don't know. <laughs>
2: we know. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, so we kind of respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not our story mm-hmm. to tell.
3: What I do love about that, though, it, it does show like a lot of the empathy of everyone's characters yeah. as a whole. Like the whole team's yeah. characters because we, this could have gone any direction. Mm-hmm. Where you know, like any character had had the right to also freak out, or I, I was
0: actually expecting that. So, like, we have a Aether is a warrior trained by the spirits to fight stuff, <laughs> but you know, you can make an extrapolation to be like, oh yeah, Aether probably knows how to hunt a swang. Like, it's probably maybe like. A reasonable assumption to to make, perhaps.
2: Right.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think in a fierce point of view, though, Herai is not causing any problems for him and his island.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: So
4: in his head, he's like, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, as long as it's not directed towards me and or my island, it's they can choose to exist however they want to.
0: Fair, yeah. Very, yeah. like uh druid circle not in my forest i don't care <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah
4: and i like the like to add to that i think aether's character development took the opposite yeah. direction of heraides mm-hmm. i think cuz yeah. when i originally wrote aether he was supposed to be like you know hardened by battle nothing really surprised him um like just a really stoic Baby kinda emo, twenty something year old kid. But like as soon as we started playing, I'm like, well, this kid got like slapped in his face by a potential humanity in him, especially being stuck on the island. And like kind of finding out that the spirits, I guess, do not react to him in the same way as they did at home. Yeah, like
0: little fish in a big big ocean.
4: Yeah. And so I think for him he he kinda did the opposite of what I thought he would be like. Like, I thought he would be like someone who's super hardened, didn't care about the mortals whatsoever, because that's what he was trained to do and what he was trained to believe. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he was like out of that pond, right? He's like, oh, it's like, it's very different out here than it was in my island.
0: Totally. I, I think that's what's so fascinating because it's like we talked about a fear as like an alien. Um, so that feels very in line with that, where like it's the first time that's ha- happened to me, right? Like I'm mad or I feel things and that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And
4: I kind of like how Robinson reigns him in. Yeah. So
0: Robinson is the snake spirit friend.
4: Yes. He's my little brother, snake friend. Mm-hmm. And there's part of a theory that that is basically like, oh, like m- mortal rules don't apply to me or I don't really care about what mortals do, but it's kind of that. Interestingly enough, this spirit, that's reeling him in more to his hum- humanity side, mm-hmm. I think, that I think is nice. And I'm pretty sure, like, from my point of view, uh, Robinson has no idea he's doing he's it. He just wants
0: to be a good brother. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Can we have a moment of appreciation of how Ross just turns <laughs> into Robinson? Yes, please. Because we never introduce at the beginning of the episodes that it's like, we're saying, like, hi, I'm TJ. I voice her, I... Hi, this is Ross, voices literally everyone else, (laughs) (laughs) including the cute ass Robinson. (laughs) Uh,
0: I thank you. I do my best. There's uh, everybody out there who's listening. That's a game master and dungeon master and does silly voices for their kids while they're reading stories to them. That's I feel you solidarity. Like I know how hard it is.
4: Do you practice your voices?
0: Yeah, I it's like the running gag that you you go to the bathroom and like practice. And it's, <laughs> I think it's fun cuz they're there. I think that some people like it depends on your acting philosophy, but like for me it, it's like they're there. I just need to find them. So sometimes it takes some tweaking, but
3: within you lies a very cute snake. <laughs> <laughs> Little snake baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I even in Dungeons and Dragons, I I love playing cinnamon rolls, like just like the sweetest people. So Robinson was like, "Oh yeah, yay, <laughs> I get to like be that be that guy."
4: The cinnamon roll, but can kill you if he tried. Because <laughs> like
0: Robinson hasn't really tested out his etherealness yet, but if he went into you and bit your heart, you're dead. I don't know. Robinson's fun. He's he's such a sweet little boy.
4: <laughs> the the thing with Ether and Robinson, and this is probably like something to explore later on is that a has no wariness about the fact that he's attached to this ethereal snake oh, yeah. thing so that that's like something he's never explored or ever even questioned he just knows that they are one person which
0: i think is a nice metaphor right like this is this is what your family looks like and you have no idea that or like this is just your family, right? And I think that's a really cool, cool thing yeah. to show. Um, how about you, Kev? Any thoughts on, uh, on dog?
2: Yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. Something that I've learned or realized about dog and playing dog is that nowadays in my life, I've never been more as in my real life. I've never been as introverted as I am now, like ever in my mm-hmm. life. And so I think playing dog has, like, glimpses of, like, a younger version of me, one that was a lot more extroverted, a lot more keen to take initiative in just about, like, in any setting, social setting or, um, yeah. So I think it's just, it's really interesting how playing dog now in my life, again, at a time where I've never been more introverted <laughs> as like, it's like, oh, I, I'm i kind of like, as we kind of play, I've been like going up against this like natural inclination for me to kind of just like defer to others. But then I feel this friction mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. oh, I think like the character, though, would be the one to kind of speak up mm-hmm. or the character like dog would be the one to to say something. And often at times, and I think this is part of the character with like the aspect being Like, I never make mistakes is just like, oh, like you just kind of start. And then it's like that whole uh, Michael Scott quote of like, sometimes I like start a sentence not knowing like where it's going to go. And just like, I hope I figure (laughs) it out along like that kind of thing. I'm paraphrasing. but um, So I I've I've felt that while playing dog (laughs) where it's like, oh, dog would probably be the one to initiate and start things, but then not necessarily have a plan for exactly what he's trying to do or where he's trying to go. So that's that's kind of been interesting. The sort of like combating my own natural introversion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a character that is, I think, surprisingly a lot more extroverted than yeah. I initially, like on paper, creating totally. would have realized. But He's just very like swashbuckling, fun. you know,
0: like you know, on the table yeah. in the front, you know, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. waving
0: the the sword around, like, yeah. I think that
2: yeah so it's been it's also been fun to just like course correct in light mm, of things mm. where it's like oh things have didn't go right then that kind of creates problems for us to solve narratively so then it's like, totally that's good you always need those kind of people
0: the, the the person that does that the most is definitely Mikey it's like oh yeah let's just do it this way yeah. Like, oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah so I think it's like that's yeah.
2: a, that's a nice tandem yeah, yeah, yeah. as well the yeah Dara for sure
3: which is hilarious. It's hilarious though because Batara is like the most like thick boy, like strong, and then just chooses the most <laughs> wholesome things to do.
0: Like stuffing Adobo down the zombie's mouth to keep it occupied. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. I, I would have just thrown that you could throw two of them probably. Uh, <laughs> you could just uh, punch, yeah. it, just punch him, but off. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would I guess the way I play Batara I would have to say I put a lot of my like weird thinking like this is it's, it's basically an amped up like super amped up version of myself I would say like That's accurate. some things yeah. that I would that that would <laughs> that I would want my like want to have honestly I say I can I can cook but I don't think I'm <laughs> as good of a cook that mm. I, I would want to still gain that skill um I I like to try different things that don't make Mm -hmm. sense and make up work. I'm I'm kind of one of those people that um, I want to be not afraid to make mistakes kind of thing and just try Mm -hmm. it because trying something that a path less traveled brings out a more interesting outcome or something that may be helpful in the future like Mm kind of thing. So like, although it may be some like detrimental to like making a so-called mistake, but it's like always learning. Like, I, I guess, cause I've been like also like a teacher too. So I always encourage mm-hmm. like my students to just try Cause everyone's so afraid of like failing or trying something different.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: that comes like, I guess with the character as well, like just wanting to, I guess, uplift people through, um, I guess trying something different and just like trying to care and give people courage to try like, totally. something, you know, Try something because you never know, right? Yeah. yeah, believing in yourself. Like kind of like yeah. just not being afraid to make a choice because it's just part of being like making yourself like it's part of your DNA basically kind of thing. Like people need to like try things. <laughs>
2: totally. mm-hmm.
0: do, do you feel like especially with Batara, do you feel like that's because in his character had died already? Like yeah. he's come back to life. This is his second kind of time around the the sun like, mm-hmm. do you think that kind of plays into that experimental kind nature?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it's, a, it's like when you watch those movies, if you had the chance to do it again, like, like, would you, you know, be as reserved, right? Like, what if something happens, right? Mm-hmm. You got to do it, right? Um, and same with, like, the past sense, like, he does tune in, like, with glimpses, maybe more in the future, but, like, family is a big thing, and it still ties in, like, you know taking stuff from your past and like um, thinking about the family and just respecting of what has happened there and what you bring to mm-hmm, now is mm-hmm. something that kind of hmm. I, I myself still do in like real life and also mm-hmm. it plays into my character as well. So, and just being appreciative of like the people around you. Cause like, again, understanding like everyone has a different certain skill, whether they don't believe it or not. It's just like really trying to, help people kind of believe it and like enjoy like i don't know it's like you could see us as misfits or you could see each of us with special skills and talents and that's what i kind of how i play this kind of thing yes i prefer without just without like just seeing them as like really cool people to be around so that's how i kind of play the the thing right so because i could be so scared of um uh, haraya right but she's just so cool instead you know what i mean
4: Kev, when you were talking about um, Dog and how he's kind of like you trying to get back to like a younger version of you, it it brought up a core memory for me of you. And if you are okay with it, I would like to share this core memory with everybody.
3: <laughs> what core I'm, memory?
2: I, mean, I feel like you have oh, to. Okay. I,
0: I'm going <laughs> to so. make a, I'm going to make a, a, a executive decision that if, This is no go. I can edit. I'm gonna (laughs) cut this whole part up. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Feel free (laughs) to share. That's that's
4: why I I just want to be sure that everyone's open in the bag of chips. Let's go. Um, When I first moved to Canada, because I am from the Philippines, my very first experience of Halloween was with um, my cousin here, the Domingos here in Canada, and Kevin's family. Mm -hmm. And from my cousin's house, there is a a a playground that we used to go to, which was, like, the elementary school that was nearby. And we played Uh, The Floor is Lava. And it was the first time I've ever played this game. I didn't know how to play it. So just one of the first things I remember of coming to Canada was Kevin jumping onto the top of the slide and just stretching his arms up in the sky and he slips off the top of it. <laughs> Sounds right. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And just plants himself onto the ground. But he, he didn't cry. He didn't do, like... He didn't get mad. He was just so happy and so excited to have just <laughs> been in this that moment. Sounds
0: about right. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs>
2: and that was the day of- dog <laughs> was born.
3: That dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got that Sorry, dog. My <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: And that was like one of my first car memories. Oh, that's Cameron so Cameron. funny.
2: I don't remember that, and that's probably because in that story, I fell off a slide. You so. fell. <laughs> 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 That's
1: yeah, hilarious. Kevin are, and I are like childhood friends, so I, I can definitely say like, yeah, I agree. Uh, Dog is like a younger version. Like, if if Ke- if younger Kevin is out there, <laughs> then everyone will kind of know. So, and he'll be doing mm. his his stunts <laughs> or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, you'll know Kevin's there. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> that gives me. I, I would love to ask a question to all y'all, because we're kind of we're kind of already on the topic, sure. but. In what way do you personally relate to your character?
2: I already spoke, so I'm going to let everybody else in the others. No, answer. I want you to speak. Just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just, like, add a little bit more. Because I think for me, I basically said, like, it is an amped up version of myself. Uh, yeah, how I relate is, yeah, basically just trying to, like, wanting to... Because t- I'm going to be a dad soon, so I want to, like, take care of people and, like... and. Yay. I want to... Yeah, I'm excited about that. So I want to, like, basically try to get the best, like, get, uh, like... Well, let me try to say... I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I have a lot of, like, thoughts in my mind by gathering it all together. But I want to be able to, like, tell my uh child to, like, be open to, like, making mistakes and um, just being yourself and meeting people and seeing good in people. So that's basically what I... Really try to bring out here, you know. It's another, I guess, outlet. it's A practice run. <laughs> he's, he's he's just practicing. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all this is to practice, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, doing his best, doing his yeah. best in yeah. in their own way.
0: I I think it's really cool because like the this idea of you wanting to your, like, nesting instincts start kicking in, like, to protect others and stuff. But then <laughs> it, when yeah. you... In episode three, when you all went to the island and Batara ran, right? Like, you couldn't protect everybody and, you, and your instinct mm-hmm, was, like, I mm-hmm. need to keep myself safe. And mm-hmm. it's, like, that is... That's so interesting. Because, like, you know, being a protector... I don't know. It was always ingrained in me to, like, whole sacrifice mm-hmm. yourself to... You know, if your family's cool, take off your jacket or whatever. But like, I
3: mm-hmm. thought it was
0: really, it was really cool because it seemed like a growth or a change from what, who Batara was in his previous life, which he probably, I don't know, we don't know what happened, but like, it's safe to say maybe he made some sacrifices mm-hmm. that he might regret. Mm-hmm. It's like showing up in this life. I don't know. I, I Yeah. I think what you were saying was like yeah. super cool when you start to think about what, how Batara has acted in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, like, so many layers. It's almost like he's battling with himself and the choices, right? Totally. Like,
0: Which was, like, our yeah. core theme when we, we were talking mm-hmm. about Batara the first time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Me and Nithir, how do we relate? I think it's just, it stems from, like, yeah, when I was that age, I would, like, younger, I guess. I was just the awkward one, you know, just trying to fit in, but I didn't really know how everyone else navigated through things so just kind of falling back on that just pretend that you have it together but really you're awkward and you feel like you're (laughs) throwing everyone off and yeah so kind of feeling a little alien but you know finding like kind of finding that place of oh like maybe i'm not that weird and that maybe i can fit yeah or at least find a way to use my my talents or like my skills to help everyone else in that situation. So that's part of it. And then maybe like the whole Mm -hmm. being voluntold thing, you know, before I entered the film industry and my animation program, I went through the whole, like, Hey, find the, the safe, the safe route first. And it didn't really work out. And I was like, well, if the safe route doesn't work out what's left, right? Like it, it didn't pan out. So kind of finding my way through that, too, mm-hmm. was kind of just going against the grain. And I think that's how I relate to ethere a little bit.
0: Uh, I can add to be like what Robinson thinks of ethere or the thing that's kind of going through his mind right now, I guess, mm-hmm. being like tasked to take care of ethere um, is that gee, I, I think he wants ethere to realize that his value isn't from the things that he does, mm-hmm. but being aether like the the value is just about who he
2: just is who he is yeah
4: it's it's a it's a very um it's a very good contrast to like real life like the oldest you know the the idea of oldest immigrant kid has a certain responsibility, and then the youngest kid would be like, "I'm in art." Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's literally, that's literally
0: my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: And it's like it's something that I've had a conversation with my mm. sister before, because my sister's like, "Oh, like this is a responsibility that I that I have been given. You focus mm-hmm. on like your, your art yeah, yeah, and yeah. going into the the the, the direction yeah. you want to go mm-hmm. in." And so yeah, like it's a very good contrast. Yeah. It's the also
0: there. probably because I'm I'm the eldest as well. So like some of that's bleeding into Robinson, whereas if he was actually the Bunso, he's probably just chasing chickens and eating them all day. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you teach?
3: The funny part of me wants to say I'm just always hangry. Mm. <laughs> like I have a penchant for <laughs> snacking at all times which is sometimes a challenging thing for recording a podcast. Cause like in between breaks, I'm always stuffing my cheeks with something and I'm like, oh, where's the water? Need to sound like I wasn't just eating pizza. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think, yeah, like Haraya does represent like that. that sometimes the, the, the struggle between introversion and extroversion kind of like what you touch- touched upon Kevin, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like there are times that you're you're like oh I feel like a little bit more like I got to keep to myself for the scenario or the mm-hmm. setting um but at the end of the day your goofy wacky eccentric self will always show up and I think to me that's like us aswang side it's like you know that's that instinct that'll always show up mm-hmm. and and sometimes that's that's really what you want to lean into um cool. yeah yeah
0: um i'll give a couple of thoughts on the npcs and then we'll we'll wrap up but yeah i i think it's it's hard to like think about how i relate just because there's already so many to keep track of there's just like too many to to think of and i'm sure there are many more that um that that we're gonna face or meet. um yeah i think the the ones that uh I Can see a lot of myself in is the Raha Humabun and uh by Bailan Zahisa. Um, you know, like Raha's job is just to keep it all in order and he's tired <laughs> and uh everyone's <laughs> like fighting. Um, and he just wants to like read books and play Pokemon cards. <laughs> That's <laughs> like in just because in in the in like the um, Sina Una book, it talks about how Rahumabon doesn't make a lot of uh, public appearances. He's often just studying and kind of uh, learning um, more about the land and history and is uh, he's he's very kind of hermited away. And playing um, Pokemon
2: as well. Yeah, I'm guessing he's just like <laughs> yeah, he's organizing
0: just... His, his secret rares and illustrated <laughs> rares. <laughs> like, oh, should it be by Pokemon number or by like set number? <laughs> <The> Shadow list. <laughs> <It> <yeah. laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> he's just like eager to just get it over with, but he's also, he understands the brevity of the situation, which is kind of how I feel about the podcast. Like, I, I want to do really well, but I'm also terrified of not doing well and being wrong and that's where like by 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 violence comes in Where she has so much training and she's um this like spiritual core of this island um but it just feels like she keeps making mistakes uh in the last little bit and the way that she tried to make up make up for it was sacrificing her like herself and that's like not cool and i just thought oh yeah i, I can just relates with what the two of them also really like Robinson because I I tap into that Mikey energy where it's just like okay well <laughs> what what can Robinson do with this ace <laughs> but like kind of changes the energy a little bit and um is a bit of a contrast don't know how to end this but I think we'll we'll call it here thank you for joining in I've I've gone into my Calm podcast ASMR voice. (laughs) Because it's getting (laughs) late in the day.
3: Welcome Mm -hmm. to Blades. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, But really, I I think the thing that we want to I I can comfortably speak for the cast and crew. Oh, first I guess before we we wrap up, um, we do have a a a, a secret hidden crew member, (laughs) Joe Robinson, being our producer. Hi, Joe. Yeah, it's just a, uh, a motivation and an energy that kind of helped me get to where we are today, and we just would literally wouldn't be here without without Joe quietly making comments <laughs> in the back <laughs> in, in the chat window, and uh, yeah, the Robinson it was named after a mall in the Philippines, but it just so happens to also be Joe's last name, which is very fun. I learned something new <laughs> other than Joe, uh, we wouldn't be here without you, listener. We're just like a small little podcast. We, none of us have done this before. It was an idea. Uh, I'm struggling to get it edited and even out. Um, but when it is out and you are listening, we're here because of you. Um, because you're interested in pre-colonial Filipino mythology. So you're interested in fake Core. You're interested in something else that's not Dungeons and Dragons, or you just our family, your friends, or you just gave us a shot, thank you for giving us a shot. Hopefully, we continue to to bring you something that's interesting and entertaining. Hopefully, we brought a little bit of light to Filipino culture and Filipino mythology that inspires you to dive in a little bit deeper or to learn more about the Philippines or to connect with your Filipino um, friends or coworkers or even within yourself. But really, we wouldn't be here without you, so thank you, Salama. I'm, we're very, very grateful for you, uh, and hopefully, we can do more. And yeah, just we still have to explore this damn island, so there's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. lots to lots to do still. Yeah, so, under here, this will come out uh, again during the holiday season. So happy holidays to you and yours. Know that we're thinking of you. That your ancestors are. You're living the dream that your ancestors had for you. So take that in as you um, journey into the holiday season, into the next year. Things are tough, but there's always community. There's always family. There's always a horizon. That's it. Happy
3: holidays. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.
1: Bye, familia. Eat all the food. (laughs)